0: Well, guys, it's good to see y'all. Appreciate y'all joining us today for uh, for our class. Would you open up your Bibles and turn to John chapter thirteen? John chapter thirteen. And again, if y'all miss this class or you want to go back and check something out that I have uh, mentioned before, uh, feel free to do that. We've got our classes online. If you go to the uh, to the sermons uh, section, you can uh, you can find those uh, pretty easily. John chapter thirteen. We'll start in verse 33, and I can't help but think it might have been providential for, uh, for Mike to share the video that he shared this morning, and for Dale to preach on the chapter that he preached on this morning, because later, here in just a minute, we will also come out of John chapter 21. So perhaps, maybe there are some people here that God really wants them to hear the message of John chapter 21, because we'll get there in a little bit, but we'll start in John chapter 13. Right now, verse 33. Come on, I mean. Are you counting? You come on in. John chapter 13. John chapter 13, verse 33. Jesus is speaking to his disciples here. And he says to them, little children, I am with you only a little longer. You'll look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so I say to you now, where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you you also should love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another but Simon Peter said to him Simon Peter said to him lord where are you going and Jesus answered where I'm going you cannot follow me now but you will follow afterwards Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Very true, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. All right. How would you feel if you were betrayed like what happened to Jesus? What do you think? How would you feel? Feels like an obvious question, and this is not a trick question.
1: Not as compassionate as accepting as Jesus
0: would. <laughs> not as compassionate as accepting exactly as Jesus would. Exactly. I think that's the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. An honest knew, answer. He knew
2: it before, he? I mean,
0: he? knew it before, and yet still chose to hang out with these guys for so hard three hard. years. Man. When it's
1: going to happen, and then still having to make the decision to forgive, knowing
0: that they're going to still manning up and walking into the lion's den. Yeah.
1: Right in your face, right, looking at you, and lying right to your face.
0: Yeah. What else? What what emotions? Let's name some emotions. Name some feelings. What how, what would you feel if you were betrayed Paul? Yes, sir. I think if you bear
3: in mind what had happened earlier that day on the way to Jerusalem, yeah. were
0: having this big
2: kind of discussion about who would be greater than in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd have to be frustrated at this point. You sure, know? Jesus. They can't get them off of this this narrative.
0: They keep they keep missing the point. Yeah.
2: Disappointment. Disappointment. And the fact that he probably would have to have thought, You fools, you don't know what I know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I know what you're going to do, and you haven't even contemplated
4: it.
0: Yep. All good answers for how Jesus would feel. How would you feel if this happened to you? Mad. Mad. Anger. Anger. Confused. Confused. How could you do this? Anybody brave enough to say that they'd feel sad? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hurt at the most basic level, right? Hurt at the most basic level. Well, the easy question, do you think Jesus felt the same way?
3: Yes, he was
0: human. Absolutely. Human. And had human emotions? Very much so. Did Jesus ever address this with Peter? Yes. He did. Let's turn now to John chapter 21. Like I said, maybe Maybe perhaps someone here at church needs to hear the message of John chapter 21. We're certainly we <laughs> we by uh, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike is always great at finding these little videos that uh, just nail it. Just absolutely nail it. John chapter 21 verse 15, please. Verse 15. All right. <coughs> you remember the story from this morning's sermon and verse 15 picks up there. When they'd finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt. Look at verse 17 right there. Peter felt hurt. Some of your translations might say grieved or saddened. Peter felt hurt because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, you can hear it, Lord, (laughs) you know everything. You know, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. And then John gives us a little insight there in verse 19. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. And after this, he said to him, Follow me. Not a trick question here, straightforward question. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times, okay? And how many times did Jesus ask Peter if he loved him? Three times. Three times. Perfectly balanced. This is sometimes called Peter's restoration. Peter's restoration. So have you ever noticed this about verse 17? Let's go back to verse 17 here. I'd like to hear what y'all's uh, translations say. In the second sentence there, Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? Well, what else do y'all's uh, translations say there? Peter was, hurt. Peter was hurt, essentially the same thing, Brandon. Grieved, Grieved yeah, that's a good, uh, good way to translate this it's Greek stress. word. Distressed, that, uh, that captures kind of what's happening here. Anybody else had anything? Upset. Upset, yeah, virtually the same thing. Okay. So
2: Heaven kn- inquisitive. Yeah, question, right? Because it said, "Lord, you know all things." Yeah, you know. Why do you keep asking me this?
1: Would that yeah, be a
0: closet confession. Closet confession. Like what
1: do you mean? Maybe like, is it, you know, he, he was
0: asking the questions knowing. That oh. He uh, yeah. I. I think I can see that. Him? I think he's giving Peter an opportunity to confess. Really, to to come back. Yeah, to repent. Cheap Joe, food. yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. So did, didn't see it there. Joe, wait. Wave, wave your hand up at me like you. I really. So, on
4: the loving more than these, I read this one thing said these were the fish. Some people thought that was the fish.
0: We might be able to check that here. Because
4: um, they caught all these fish.
0: Yeah. More than these. So.
4: And would you be saying these as in the other disciples?
0: It could be people or it could be fish. could be people or fish. Could be people or fish.
4: Sometimes it's hard to tell them apart. It really is.
0: Sometimes people stink like fish.
4: They they do, or worse. (laughs) Or worse. The the other question is, so he uses love a different
0: word, right? He does. He he switches (laughs) up love. Um, He uses one word once and another word twice. It could mean a different kind of love or it could just be sort of a, a stylistic variation.
3: But Peter answered back with the same, the same form of
0: love. Yeah, he, uh, he could, it could be one or the other.
3: I was gonna ask you about that. But, you know, if, were they speaking Greek to each other? Probably was, not. They right. <laughs> so, probably weren't. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the Agappa, yeah. And people have, of course, what is Barkley and some others just make a big production of that. Yeah. And I've always wondered, wait a minute, are they...
0: Yeah, it could be stylistic variation. I don't know uh, multiple variations for uh, Aramaic terms for love, Aramaic verbs for love, but these are all solid questions that I will politely sidestep so we get to what we want to get to. But, but bottom line, it could be fish or it could be people. It could mean one type of love or a different type of love, or it could just be a stylistic variation.
1: You asked him three times and like that lady accused him or said, you know, accused him of being with him three times. Would that kind of mean like giving him an example to profess it like he wasn't supposed to profess it in everyone else?
0: I really think that that's what's happening here. I think Jesus is giving Peter. Every opportunity to, to, to repent, basically, <laughs> to acknowledge his wrongdoing. Why do you think Jesus' question hurt Peter, though?
1: His integrity
0: Calls out his integrity. Do you really love me? You said you were going to die for me, and look what happened.
4: Peter, as well.
0: <laughs> and he knows it, too. Peter's yeah, guilty, he and he knows it. He
4: knows.
3: He's none guilty of us and he knows it. Have ever Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, none of us have denied Jesus, right? Yeah.
2: No, there's between the denial and the portrayal. Peter and Judas. The difference is how each one of them approached it afterwards.
0: Yeah, I heard a really solid devotional about that on the Friday before Easter from my good buddy Joe Alley at our Good Friday service. Remember last was... <laughs> Bring us back, Michael. Bring us back a little of the bit. One
5: things that I was thinking about as you're talking about this is um, I remember listening to uh, a presentation by, by a person and uh, she asked the question, what does it feel like to be wrong? and she's like you know it's this is an open question I yeah. want people to answer people were saying oh you feel frustrated or you feel angry at yourself or da. No, and no, no. she goes those are all fabulous answers to a different question because what you answered was how does it feel to find out to find out you were wrong but what does it actually feel like when you're wrong and the answer is, is it doesn't feel any different than when you're right because you don't know the difference. You might not know. You don't get it at Interesting. that particular point. Yeah. And I think that that's where the illustration is coming in here, and what what John is trying to help us understand with this um, is that Peter it, Peter knew he was wrong, but he needed to say it. Yeah. And that's a key element. You need to let that out. Um, and and and. Unless you let out those feelings yeah. that, that of, the, of whatever it is, the, the, the self-reproach uh, or what have you, you
6: can't heal. You really can't. You yeah. have to get that out of yourself.
0: Michael is giving us a little, little taste of where we're going to head here in just a second. With Peter and Jesus is the hurt. All right. Verse 17, pretty plain there. Peter is hurt. With Peter and Jesus, is the hurt necessary to restore their relationship?
5: Yes.
0: Show of hands if you think yes. Show of hands if you think no. Show of hands if you're in biblical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Show of uh, hands uh, if you have hands. Uh, Kevin. Raise your hands in the air. Like you just don't care. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Wait
2: talking about hurt there's another lesson in here and that is in the garden jesus prayed to the point where he was bleeding from his pores and one of those that he was focused on was unity yeah to keep them together mm-hmm. and so he was so focused on that because if you want unity here's the lesson on that if you really want unity you're going to have to suck it up and swallows a pride yeah Jesus is, that's, he said, unity is more important. Yeah. He took that stand and said, that is more important, us being unified.
0: Yeah. And there's times when you do need to uh, stop and think, you know, is my being right more important? Or can I wait a minute, let some things pan out, and then we can address what's going on? I think the hurt was necessary. The process of restoring Peter to Jesus required Peter to do at least two different things. First, he needed to take ownership of his actions. He needed to take ownership. And second, he needed to learn and grow from his actions. So we've been talking about hurt this morning. Define hurt. What is it? disappointment. Disappointment? Certainly a form of hurt, yeah? Pain. pain. Good way to put it? Yeah.
5: Feeling of deep sadness.
0: Deep sadness? I think one way to think about hurt is the experience of pain. Mm-hmm. You you could be numb and not know that something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Denial. You know. mm, we'll get to denial in just a second. What does pain? Yeah. <laughs> I I was waiting for somebody to bring that one in, Sean. Um, What does pain tell us? Something's wrong. We're alive. It feels like a
1: pain. I mean, you're not supposed to be wanting or needing anymore, right? After you've gone to grace. Sure. So pain keeps you realizing that you're human.
0: Yeah. Kind of depends on the context, right? Just about pain. You're you're doing something you
2: shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Stop. You know, you, that only...
0: Or that you've been working hard. <laughs> that you've been working hard, right? Physically, either something's been strained or, or broken or something like that. Hey, stop. Take it easy. You need to chill out. Or just that you've been working hard and maybe you're a little sore.
2: Well, you know, the old Marine uh, recruiting deal pain is weakness leaving
0: the body. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yeah. Okay. yeah, 19- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that for the Marines? I thought that was ministry. What no, <laughs> did Exactly. And I think about, you know, I made a comment about, well, none of us ever have, but of course we have. Yeah. And I have one episode that I'm not going to tell you in detail, but I said something as a joke, insulting someone that was totally off the grid, really and I'm not Sure. Just, and that person called me, asked me if I'd said it, and I, I have. Yeah. And, and I apologized, and I'm so sorry. And. and and that individual explained why, that, why it was hurtful and stuff. But there were several things involved in it. One is that she called me instead of going to her friends. Maybe Mike's a bad guy. Yeah. And gave me a chance to wow. defend myself. I just, I'm praised The bravery. Yeah. Man, I respect and, that. Well, it gave me a chance to, you know, apologize. Yeah. Uh, but I was badly in the wrong. Mm-hmm. that's what peter here was badly in the wrong
0: and he knows it and he knows it hurt did, did, did prevent, yeah don is
3: this tied at all to the foot
5: washing earlier
0: i'm not going to go there don D- do you have a I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay i was <laughs> i'm sorry i don't have a great answer on the foot washing here uh, <clears throat> tony you look like you were about to drop some truth on us oh. <laughs>
6: No, I, I was just thinking about the whole thing and feed my sheep. It's just, it just keeps jumping out at me. You know, yeah. I think for us as well, you know, we've we've caused the Lord a lot of pain. He's looked at our eyes and been and betrayed by us. And so, like on a daily basis, all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Peter that one time. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. for us, it's like all the time I, I feel for me. You know, I feel like I let him down a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when you're looking at, you know, that's why I'm glad I'm doing Sunday. God, that one day a week, I know when I take the Lord's Supper, I, I know that I need to have my mind right. And I get a sense of reset, you know, I kind of rethink things. Yeah. You know, because throughout the week, I, I do, you know, things that I feel like I betray God. And I, when he tells him to feed my sheep, mm-hmm. well, he asks me, do you love me? Well, he knows Peter loves Him he didn't yeah. say you don't love me you're lying yeah oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, oh you know, man a, liar yeah I mean, like, it's kind of like snarky on, on peter's part like you you you're god you can read my mind you know everything surely so you know around. right yeah you know don't don't do me like this so is the I, I talk to jesus. Jesus. right <laughs>
0: more
1: proof that jesus and god were the same
0: person do you yeah so the question the question's almost well who is the question for it's not for, I don't think it's for Jesus' benefit. I think it's for Peter's. And interesting, too, you mentioned the phrase there, feed my sheep. So, guys, sorry to get into Greek grammar a little bit, but this is relevant for what we're doing. The words that John uses to translate Jesus' Aramaic into Greek, when he says, feed and tend and feed, those are commands. And the way that these commands are stated... It's implied this is something that you should continually do, not a one-time thing. This is something that I want you to continually do. This is an ongoing process that you need to be engaged in.
1: Yeah, like when they say you hear, you hear someone say, "Make sure you feed the animals." I mean, you have got to feed them one time and right. starve the rest of the time. Right. I put food in
0: his bowl. Yeah. yeah once oh, it's gosh. been a week.
1: Yeah. He a yeah. Water much, yeah.
0: All right. Let's keep rolling. We've got uh, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. The book that I'm using to kind of help me map this class, I like this guy, he's got a good quote here about hurt. He says, hurt exposes our desire to find healing in our pain. Let me read that again. Hurt exposes our desire to find healing in our pain. Healing evokes and requires an admission of our vulnerability. Sticks and stones do savage our bodies, leaving us physically scarred, but it's the words that devastate our hearts. Hurt points to your need for help. Now, chances are we could all probably think of instances where somebody has said something rude to us, and it's just rolled off our backs, right? It's usually from people that we have absolutely no relationship with. But the people we love the most, yeah, words can hurt. And let's not pretend like they don't. Words can't hurt, and lack of words can hurt, too. Do you love me? Right. If I keep silent. That answer hurts as much as... No, <laughs> so I, I thought you were setting me up, and we were going to do this do little... Uh... Um, no, I
1: was saying, like, the word silence, right? Because when yeah. he asked him like, do you love me? And he said, see, there was a gap there, you know, like, there was no...
0: If he, if, what if he didn't? Yeah. Is the pro? The, all right. Is the process of emotional healing easy? Not really? usually, right? Not usually. Okay. Sometimes it can be something as relatively simple as, hey, I was, I was wrong here. And somebody else says, hey, I get it. I, I, I lose it sometimes too. We're cool. And then a minute later, it, we're, everybody's cool. That's, that's rare. What is the first obstacle to emotional and spiritual healing? What is the first step to emotional and spiritual healing. Own it. Forgiveness. 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 Show of hands if it's forgiveness. Show of hands if it's admitting there's a problem.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Own it. Paul
0: said, I said the first, yeah. Just like most 12-step programs, right? What's the first step in a 12-step program?
1: Up, acknowledging.
0: Acknowledging. Guys, if you're available on Wednesday nights, we've got a great Christians Against Substance Abuse class meeting right in this other room. A CASA class. It meets Wednesday nights at 7 here in the building. Come be a part of that. If it relates to you, or if you just want to be a brother in arms with somebody who needs to go through that. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of folks in there who are there to support. Don, yes, sir. There's usually
5: pain in Someone has to get to a place where they're really uncomfortable before they're willing to take the first step.
0: Yeah. They need to get to that point where the pain of admitting the problem spurs them to action. To where it's. Yeah. Which is kind
5: of you lie to yourself. This really isn't uh, happening to me. I don't believe I'm an alcoholic. And you keep on doing the same thing until you reach that point of pain where you can't
0: stand yourself anymore. Yeah. That is actually what gets us to our next question. What do we call the refusal to acknowledge our pain or someone else's? <laughs> Denial. That was literally my next question. What are some ways that we deny our pain?
1: So there is this, uh, in all the groups, right, there's different groups that are all involved and you know, it's pretty great to see everybody. Like some people you see, like, uh, it's kind of like a track meet. You know, church. Okay. Like, where you don't, like, you see people in school, you know, they run track, you don't know what else they do, and you see them at the discus, or you see them at the shop, you know, that's how cool it is. You see all these groups, right? Yeah. Well, on uh, one of the groups that, that I'm involved in, so uh, somebody said that when they were an alcoholic, that they didn't realize that they were, and they told her, so no, no, I'm good. And they took a questionnaire, and then the guy told him, just fill it out as best as you can. And he put, okay, that's not me, that's me. So, for the most part of everything, right, maybe I of like, out of like the fifteen or thirty, I don't even remember how many it was, but he answered like five or six questions in like a yes or a major or whatever it was, and then at the end it says if you answered yes to any of these questions you're an alcoholic.
0: Guy had been lying to himself. What's some other ways? Other ways that we deny our pain.
6: I think when you deny the pain because I, I think a lot of times you try to mask it about all the people you've hurt. I sure. In this case, you know, it's hard to face all those people that you hurt. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I have two brothers. They were heavily into cocaine and different things like that. They both changed their life and came back around to the Lord. Praise God. But they stole things from my parents. They broke my parents' heart multiple times. You know, my parents raised them in the church and they yeah. were, you know, big, kind of like a uh, black sheep kind of feeling. They didn't want to face that. They yeah. didn't want to do it, you know. And I had my part in that too when I was younger. Yeah. Didn't want to face all those people you let down. And it's the same way with Jesus here Jesus is in pain. You know, we got to acknowledge the other person's pain, my family that I hurt, you know, and you, yeah. you acknowledge. I did selfishly things to hurt you. And that's what Peter did, you know? And, but you know, he says, it's all good. We can make it up right now, just feed yeah. my sheep. They In my first sheep. Peter 5, we know that Peter became an elder. He <laughs> an elder, you know, he- so A shepherd. He, yeah, shepherd, but yeah. the sacrifice came later when Jesus told him that one of these days, you're gonna, you're gonna die this certain type of death yeah. because of your love for me, because I recognize it. But that, that's how I think we have to think about it. Uh, being a Christian is not a, a cakewalk. You know, we gotta, we gotta face a lot of things. We gotta face Jesus. Gotta, you know, yeah. And and show them that hey, look, look, I'm a man up. Stop this stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna make up for it by feeding your sheep. Yeah. And your people.
0: Some other ways that we deny our pain. We've mentioned refusal. We'll talk about it. Avoidance. Avoidance. Yeah.
6: You, avoid the people you,
2: hurt. Yeah. you, you know, I like, call it debtor's guilt. Hiding, Gene. Yeah. Blaming
3: other people.
0: Blaming other people. Yeah, Yo. yeah. With you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll now get have to. The
3: significance. Uh, you know, I'm sorry it bothered you. That would yeah. Make me crazy. I'm. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not really
1: bothered.
3: You're saying, well, you're
0: bothered by it, but yeah. I don't feel like
5: I'm wrong. <clears> yeah. I know for myself. One of the things that I discovered is um, I'm all, I'm already ADD, so by by nature I tend to do several things at once mm-hmm. anyway. What happened for me uh, when the stress of things got too great and and I didn't want to um, accept that I needed help, I kind of went into overdrive, and so I took on even more stuff. So it's avoidance, but it's avoidance through escape. And so I was in this project and doing this thing and doing that thing and doing that thing and doing it. I was, you know, doing twenty different things I couldn't humanly keep up with. Yeah. And it wasn't until all of that finally, quite literally, came crashing down, that's that's when I finally went, I guess I should probably do something
0: mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But well, that's when you're most teachable, is when you the when she low as you can go. Mm-hmm. There's only one way that. When you're finally willing to acknowledge that you need help, what can happen if you refuse to acknowledge a legitimate physical ailment? Oh it gets worse. physical. <laughs> Usually it gets worse. Now sometimes it gets a little bit better, right? Yeah You, you rolled your ankle or you pulled a muscle or something. You just give it some rest, right? It, it'll, it'll be fine. But emotional and spiritual pain is similar, but I think these kinds of hurt heal themselves less often, right? If legitimate emotional and spiritual pain does not heal, what tends to happen to us?
4: Sometimes there's physical
0: manifestation. I I won't name names, but there is uh there was a person in my family's life many years ago who was emotionally and spiritually rotten to the core and we think it eventually caught up with her physically. And by God's grace, she seems to be clear-thinking these days, but it it was a long time where you could just tell something. Something is off well here. Yeah.
4: Have, uh, I think there's a, the, whole, the whole notion of machismo. is mean, really a stupid. First of all, it's a stupid, stupid idea to begin with. And then, uh, and then it's, I don't think it's very healthy either. Yeah. The machismo thing. You know. Or uh, I'm a rock. I'm an island. Uh, you know, nothing bothers me.
0: Who knew Simon and Garfunkel were so into machismo culture, right? You know,
4: Disney movies and stuff like that. So um, I think it's it's, it's very detrimental. And it's it's a
5: cultural
0: issue. Very much so. The word that I was uh, looking for with this, and Joe, you're right on here, is resentment. Resentment. And just by the reaction in the room, I feel like maybe I hit a nerve here.
5: Well, yeah, the, the, that resentment, it's hard for, <clears throat> I know, because it had to be pointed out to me personally, but you don't realize, you don't have a name for it until someone helps you understand that it's there. But it manifests a lot as anger yeah. towards other people. Um, and you lash out. Yeah, uh, I mean, and you've got any, and the, the weird part is, I can't speak for everybody, but at least for me, um, I knew I was angry, but I didn't know what I was angry at. And when I lashed out, it just made it worse, because then I got angry at myself yeah. for having lashed out. Yeah. And, like, I'm better than this. And you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm better than this. I can do And you want to go to that, I'm a rock kind of thing. Okay, I can hold myself in check. Mm-hmm. You can't hold yourself in check. <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. Um,
0: it's part of the reason why... I- the fruit of the Spirit includes self-control. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, the, work, the, it's the work of God. It is the It's usually la- the last one, <laughs> it's it's the last one that last comes, one. right? <laughs> yeah, last one that comes here. Uh, Don, yes, sir. And... sir. resentment is the number one offender
5: of the alcoholic.
0: Resentment is the number one offender of the alcoholic.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I'm an AA guy. Yeah. Hi, I'm John. <laughs> yeah, you
3: know, we feel that it's funny the things feel genuine. I still have my 50th high school grievance this fall. And there are 2 or 3. Michael,
0: edit out what number you said here so nobody yeah. knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, yeah. And there's things that happened in high school. I mean, that was a long time ago. Right. But I still feel this I want to rematch, you know. <laughs> you know so that, uh, I could have that argument <laughs> so much better this time. <laughs> Say back to him. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right It
5: It only took 50 (laughs) years.
1: (laughs) I think of of, uh, Seinfeld (laughs) when uh, George Costanza goes to the jerk store called and the guy goes, You're their best seller. And he's like, Oh, yeah. (laughs)
3: Trying to get him back.
0: Let me. We're trying
5: to (laughs) find a way to get even
3: rather than get
0: open. Yeah. That is a.
3: How good it feels to admit that you're wrong after afterwards. Most people can't do that, which I can
0: understand. Sure. It's very hard to do.
3: But it's just like you lift a thousand pounds, man. Oh, yeah. I finally got rid of that one. Oh, I made something.
0: Yeah. Let me read this uh, quote uh, again from the author here. And then we'll uh, roll into some of the last things that we're going to do for this morning. He says, when hurt is denied, minimized, or projected onto another, meaning blaming others there, when hurt is denied, minimized, or projected onto another, it becomes resentment. Through resentment, we are able to deflect the focus from the internal pain onto someone or something else. This impaired expression of hurt kills relationships and therefore stops all healing, kills relationships. Now, we've been, as we've been talking, we kind of have answered my next question, why is resentment so easy to fall into? It feels like I'm actually doing something to address the pain and hurt, right? If I can, if I can direct my frustration at someone else, I'm at least feeling like I'm doing something, right? It feels like I'm addressing that. problem is I'm actually avoiding it. Michael, you talked about all the distraction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the avoidance comes in the form of a bottle or something worse. Don. No.
5: The de- de- definition of resentment is to refeel. It comes from this, this Greek word, which means to feel. So you rehashing something just like my-
0: Oh, man, yeah.
5: Rehashing something that might happen when... When you were in kindergarten,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. And it's
5: a, it's a hurt, and it's a, it's, there's a person out there who needs praying for something yeah.
0: like Yeah, here's a good example. Here's a good example of this of resentment. What resentment often sounds like, and then we'll get into some ways to begin healing from hurt. You've probably had this conversation before, or maybe you've overheard somebody have this conversation before. Hey, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> how are you how are you doing <laughs> are you okay i'm fine You're right. when <laughs> i'm gonna have to edit that out
5: michael it's the F, it's the fine.
0: yeah that's fouled the up in insensitive neurotic emotional that's what fine FINE's just an acronym when somebody says hey what's wrong and there is actually something wrong right there is actually something wrong and you say nothing Especially with that tone, right? They
1: no right? Nothing.
0: <laughs> and your body language is just giving you away. You can't hide. What would you say? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, we're not going to name any names, Joe. Here it is. Let's reel it in, guys. I've got uh, two and a half minutes left, and that's going over a minute and a half. Here's the problem with that kind of answer. I'm punishing the other person. I'm punishing them. You haven't cared in the past enough. So I'm going to make you work for my love or my attention or my affections. I'm going to make you work for it because you hurt me and you deserve to have to work hard to figure out what's wrong with me. So I'm going to bury this and hide it and you're going to have to work for it. And that absolutely kills healing. Because one of the best ways that we heal from hurt is to be in good, God honoring relationships. A lot of times with people who themselves have been hurt and have gone through that healing process. So here's four steps to begin healing from hurt. First, acknowledge the pain to yourself, acknowledge it. That's okay. Let's okay go ahead and say, this hurts. Maybe even a little bit stronger language, this sucks. And if the language is stronger than that, that's between you and God. (laughs) Acknowledge it. And then do the next brave thing, right? Do the next brave thing. Ask for help. Not just from some random person. But find somebody who is spiritually Im- and emotionally mature, or at least more spiritually and emotionally mature than you.
6: You got me after the class. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can
0: find me in my office. <laughs> y'all can find me in my why office. Why? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: find. Uh, I'll I'll direct y'all to Richard Scanio. <laughs> find an emotionally and spiritually mature friend or mentor, somebody who has experienced hurt and healing themselves but not somebody in denial okay acknowledge the pain ask for help and then through this process take responsibility for your feelings not what the other person did because maybe they're a jerk or abusive or whatever and that hurts and that's on them but take responsibility for your feelings acknowledge them recognize them And know that it's okay to be upset when somebody treats you like trash. But take responsibility for your feelings through the healing process because you can't control other people's feelings. And when you try to control other people's feelings, that's called being manipulative. Last thing. Trust and hope. Not just pie in the sky, but confidently expect. Trust and hope that God will do for you what you cannot do for yourself or just heal you. People were given gifts of healing in the Bible, and there's not a single example of somebody who had the gift of healing breaking their own leg and then healing themselves. Maybe there's a spiritual principle we can draw from that. Maybe neither you nor anyone else can do for you what only God can do. So here's our four steps. Dealing with hurt. Acknowledge the pain. Ask for help. Take responsibility for your feelings, not the other person's actions, but for your feelings. And then finally, trust and hope. As you are working with somebody through this process of healing, maybe somebody in this room, chances are you will find another brother in arms there willing to walk with you through this.
3: You know, God tells us that it's our, our responsibility when somebody hurts us to go to them. That's right. And that's extremely hard to do. You'd to sit back and go, oh, I want to kill him. I want to do this. I want to make it Go Don't make evil of him. Yeah. But it, <laughs> if, and if God puts it on us first before he puts it on anybody else because he may not even know that he hurt
0: us. But if he does, it's our responsibility to go to that person. Gene has given us a good place to stop. What Jesus asks in that chapter there, it's Matthew 18, I think. What Jesus asks is for us to do the emotionally and spiritually mature thing. It's to step out and to be willing to address hurts lovingly. Guys, appreciate y'all. We'll be here next week.